Welcome to Invest Like a Woman. I'm your host, Gabby Slemmer, founder of Finasana and chartered financial analyst. In this podcast, we'll break down investing, money, and everything in between to help you build your money confidence and feel good about your finances. Let's get right into it. Hey everyone, thanks for joining today. So glad to have you. Today's first episode is an overview of who I am, what this podcast is going to be about, how it's going to work, and what Finasana is really, and what my goal and my mission is. It's going to be a conversation about money and taking everything that is in my brain that I've accumulated over the past 12 years and teach you in a way that will make sense. So before I get too deep into that piece of it, let's take a step back and talk about who I am and why I started Finasana and Invest Like a Woman. So as you know from clicking on this podcast, I'm Gabby Slemmer. I'm a chartered financial analyst and the founder of Finasana. Finasana is a financial well-being platform with a mission to simplify all things money make learning about finances and managing your finances, investing your money easier. But how did I learn about finance to begin with and why did I start this? When I was in university, I graduated with a finance degree and started the process to become a chartered financial analyst, which was this crazy four-year process Honestly, I always call it an endurance test more than anything else, but very finance heavy, very educational, super focused around investing and really, really difficult. So this is all stuff like what is equity? What is debt? How do you value stocks? How do you build a portfolio? And getting really deep into the numbers and the figures. And like I said, I'm graduated with a major in finance. I graduated with honors. And I'm not saying that to talk about, oh my God, look at me. I did so well in school. I'm telling you that because when I graduated with a major in finance, I still had no idea what I was doing. I went to go work on Wall Street. I accepted a job in finance for the sole reason that I wanted to live in New York City had almost nothing to do with the job itself, and got there on the first day of work. To be honest, I had no idea that the interview process for most people was going through rounds and rounds and rounds of case study. I just got super lucky by being really late to the game. My first couple of years working in finance, I was doing a lot of very complex financial modeling. And the same way as I was in college, I was just really good at passing tests. I was really good at learning what I needed to know to do a good job at the task at hand, which is a skill that I'm very glad I have. But a couple of years in when I started training new analysts and working with more junior staff and interns, it hit me that the reason that I felt like an outsider sometimes wasn't necessarily because I didn't come from a target school and was fully conscious of the, the world that I was going into. It was because the jargon that 
is used so frequently in Wall Street is just that. It's jargon. And everyone's in the same boat, especially fresh out of college in your early 20s, even your mid-20s. It's not intuitive. It's not taught to us in a way that's intuitive inside the industry, let alone outside the industry. Every industry creates its own language in a way that will breed tribalism. But in finance, it's doubly unhelpful because everyone has to deal with money, not just people in those jobs. So it's really, really hard for a lot of people. And it was really hard for me until I had this this moment. And I don't remember exactly when it happened, but the example that I always use is I was building these really complicated debt models to value bonds, which I'm not going to get into right now and just ignore that if that's over your head. But I was doing these really complicated financial models to value bonds, and I didn't know what a bond was. I'm just going to let that sink in because it's crazy. And I don't know, three years in or something, when it all started to click and it all started to make sense, I remember having this moment that I was like, why didn't anyone just say that? My life would have been so much easier and I would have made so many less mistakes. I would have saved myself a lot of trouble and a lot of headache. So when I started running training sessions and training new analysts, I always approached everything with a very different mentality that was than was taken with me, which was let's make it make sense. And let's ignore all of the words. Let's ignore revenue multiples and EBITDA and net income and margins. And let's just talk about these things from a human perspective in ways that we can all understand. So this was the approach that I took at my job in finance. But the longer I did it and the more that I had to start managing my own money, which, by the way, was way later than it should have been given I worked in finance, the more I realized that this isn't just a problem at these corporate finance companies. This is a problem everywhere. And we use all these jargony words and we speak to people at banks and sometimes financial advisors or read the Wall Street Journal and watch the news. And all of the language that is used is so dense and so complicated. And a lot of times what ends up happening is we just get farther and farther away from the basics and we end up making mistakes with our finances because we just don't understand the fundamentals. And why should we? We've never been taught. So Finasana is my way of taking it back to basics. It's a way of simplifying finance in a way that you don't need an economics degree to understand. You don't need any starting knowledge. And not only will you get it and understand complicated topics from their base building blocks, which in turn will make them less complicated, but you'll be able to use these concepts to make a difference in your own finances, make a difference in your own life, because we all use money. We all have financial situations that impact our lives. Some of us, it lets us do the things we want to do and propels us forward to do the things we love, like 
travel more or move to that apartment we really want to move to, buy the clothes we want, give presents to our friends and family. But for so many other people, finances are a source of stress. They're a source of confusion and worry and aren't propelling us towards the thing we want to do. Rather, they're holding us back and they don't need to. And the truth is that it doesn't have to do with how much money you have, because even people at really high income levels don't manage their money right and end up getting the same amount of financial stress and financial worry as people at lower levels. So the name Finasana, Fin is for finance, and Asana is a Sanskrit word used to represent the physical practice of yoga. So back in 2016, I did a yoga teacher training while I was living in New York City, which was really eye-opening for me on so many different levels, but especially on mental health and mindfulness and the role of stress on our bodies. Back in 2016, after I did the training, I was working at a hedge fund. And I remember speaking about the parasympathetic nervous system to literally anyone who would listen. And my bosses were all like, what are you saying? But that's when I got really involved in the role that mindfulness plays, not only in the yoga studio and kind of in the mornings, those five minutes where maybe you use your Headspace app, but throughout our lives and just got really passionate about it. Recently, I published an article about my own struggles with mental health, working in finance, and my own experience with anxiety. And yoga was something that really helped me be able to understand that more clearly. And yoga allowed me to approach the link between what I was thinking and doing in my day-to-day life and the way that it was impacting my body, myself, both my physical body and my emotions in a way that I otherwise may not have understood. So once the pandemic hit, I moved to London. I was working at an investment bank from home like everybody else, and I was massively, massively, massively burnt out. Like many people probably were. I was a stress ball. I was anxious. I was having panic attacks. I knew something had to change. So when I took a step back and looked at my life, looked at what I was passionate about and what I was good at, what I had done my entire career, Finasana seemed like a really natural next step. Taking something that I loved doing, which was helping others and training others, be it through intern training sessions at work and training new hires or teaching yoga and make people have an easier time. And where the asana comes into it, where the mental health piece and the mindfulness piece, I mean, I'm not teaching you finance while we're doing yoga. It embodies the link between the mental health and the impact that money has on our mental health and how can we invest in our financial well-being in order to elevate our lives and improve our lives and be happier, healthier, more, (laughs) frankly, emotionally stable people. Because money is the number one cause of stress in both the US and the UK. 
poor financial health is linked to poor mental health, rates of anxiety, depression are so much higher for those who have poor financial health than those who are, I'll say, financially well. Because it's all, it's, it's, it's a journey. There isn't a point where you say, hey, I've made it. Because then that links into so much your own stories that you tell yourself about money and the way that you approach money, which we're going to get on to all of that. I haven't really described exactly what Finasana is, so I'm just going to do a very short blurb for those of you who aren't familiar. Finasana is a web and an app platform that exists to embody everything I've spoken about until now. And the way that we do that is through a series of masterclasses, which are made up of short videos and audios that break down concepts like the stock market and debt, which now I'm very happy to announce that I know what a bond is when I no longer need to model them out. So we talk about that. We talk about money and mental health, how to cultivate financial wellness, a lot of topics to do with the more woo-woo side of money, if you will, but also really actionable things like how do you build a budget? How do you get out of debt? How does a mortgage work? And things of that nature. And everything is broken down into steps of videos, audios, templates, and more so that it can fit into your life. And that is pretty central, again, to the whole reason of Finasana and the whole thesis behind it, which is Money is hard and money is stressful and most of us don't like thinking about money. So sitting down to take an hour-long course where half of it's going to go above your head or read a book for a lot of people who aren't finance majors and don't like money, that sounds like their absolute worst nightmare. So breaking this stuff down into manageable chunks into four or five minutes at a time where If you're commuting, if you're waiting in line at the grocery store, if you're in between meetings, you can just watch a quick five-minute video and not get so overwhelmed. So that is the masterclass piece of it. And then we have loads of other features, which are webinars, workshops. You can work with me or one of our other financial coaches one-on-one. You can send in questions. There's a lot you can do. And the whole goal of it is to just help you take control of your finances, help you be less stressed, help you understand this stuff in a way that is going to resonate with you. A lot of times when you read the news, an example that I'll give, I was reading an article the other day and it was Investing 101 and it said, build a diversified portfolio of stocks and bonds. And I just looked at, I, I thought about that. I was like, A lot of people, they'll only understand the prepositions in that sentence. And I don't say that to say, oh, you don't know these words, because why should you? I mean, these are complicated words that maybe I knew their textbook definition and I could get a multiple choice test right. But these words like diversification and stocks and bonds are the pillars of a solid investment strategy. And they aren't things that you should be able to understand in one sentence. And it took me 12 years of studying finance and working in the industry to be able to distill it down and understand the takeaways that are going to make a difference in your life and are going to be really important for you to understand. So Invest Like a Woman is the podcast that brings Finasana to life. 
it's the more off the cusp version of everything that has been so fully thought out into the platform. The platform is the comprehensive curriculum that was developed with educational principles in mind alongside many other individuals. It's quite structured. It lays everything out in an order that makes sense in a way that makes sense. This podcast is going to include a lot of all of the same really good information, but I'm just going to start talking about topics and tell you everything I know about them in a way that will hopefully resonate with you in a way that will make sense. And you'll be thinking at the end of it, oh my God, why didn't anyone just say that before? Why did I think that it was super complicated? So I'm going to break down the the name of the podcast a little bit for it to make sense why we've called it Invest Like a Woman. Finasana covers all topics within personal finance, but investing, I usually think of as the, the culmination of getting your personal finances in order. Once you've paid off your debt, once you've built a solid budget, once you've been able to do a lot of the other more classic, I guess you can say, financial management, the last step is investing. So we're going to cover everything before it and everything after it. And of course, investing is my favorite. It's the one that's a lot harder for people to understand. It's more elitist. It's more of where a lot of that jargon is. To be frank, budgeting, it's not as difficult to get right as a solid investment strategy. So investing is the cherry on top of the ice cream sundae, if you will. And that is going to be one of the major focuses of this podcast. The like a woman part of it is because women have been so underrepresented when we talk about investing and finance and money in general. I can't tell you how many times I've been somewhere where objectively I'm the most qualified person in the room, male or female, given the places I've worked, the deals I've been on, my CFA, but all the boys or the men are in one corner talking about the stock market. The women are in another talking about shopping. And the second that I switch tables, because I'm interested in this stuff, and to be completely frank with you, half the time, the men are saying stuff that I'm like, nope, 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 that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. The second I start talking, everyone zones out. Why? Because I'm a female. At work, I was in the minority. I was very, very frequently the only woman in the room. And sometimes I was intimidated by that. And frankly, it was to my own detriment at work. I held back when I should have spoken up. I felt like an outsider. I felt like I wasn't speaking their language, even though I knew all of the vocabulary words. It's more around the mindset. And I think that if me, someone who, as I've mentioned, graduated in finance, have my CFA, worked in the industry, I know this stuff inside out. If I'm getting intimidated around these conversations, imagine someone who doesn't actually understand this stuff. It's natural to feel intimidated, but we shouldn't be. And the only way to get past that is to talk about it more, is to talk about it in a way that makes you realize that you're not stupid for not knowing these things. You're not missing something major. You just haven't been given the right words to put it all into perspective. And that's exactly what I'm here to do. So how is this going to work? 
every couple of weeks, we are going to have short episodes. I don't want to overwhelm you. I'm not going to talk your ear off for an hour, although I probably could, but I'll save that for anyone who wants to grab coffee or a glass of wine with me. So they're going to be short. They're each going to have one topic where I will dig into and explain as thoroughly as I can without making it too confusing or without mingling too many different concepts to keep it succinct, to keep it relevant. And I promise I will always include actionable takeaways because nothing bothers me more than listening to a podcast or watching a video or reading an article and ending it and thinking, okay, well, so what? What does that even mean? I get the textbook definition, but how is this going to impact me? So my promise to you is that I'll keep it short. I'll keep it succinct. I'll keep it relatable. I won't bore you with loads of jargon. I mean, jargon's going to come into it eventually because I want you to understand these words. I want to demystify them and make them less scary and make them so that when people at a bar start talking about stocks and bonds and whatever else, you don't have to feel intimidated and you can show up to the conversation with the confidence that I wish I had years ago. We're going to start with talking through basics and we'll go through it together in a way that makes sense for everyone. I want to build a proper foundation for you so that you can not only understand how your mindset around money is impacting your bank account and your emotions, how money stress is showing up in not only your finances, but your everyday life, how you can save more money without living like a hermit, how you can keep buying a latte out every day or keep shopping at Reformation without putting your retirement account at risk, how you can make good decisions with your money that make your life better, and how you can buy a house, how you can navigate a mortgage, how you can invest in the stock market, how you can understand headlines on the Wall Street Journal that are meant to be super fear-mongering, and best of all, how you can step into those male-dominated conversations and tell them what's up. And if you have any questions, if anything I say doesn't make sense, if there's anything you want me to talk about, if you have any feedback, reach out to me, send me an email, send me a DM on Instagram, let us know. We want you to be part of the conversation and make this as helpful as it can be. Thanks for listening to Invest Like a Woman. To learn more and continue your journey, visit us on thenasana.com, download our app, or follow us on Instagram. I'll see you next time.